This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, June 2nd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how are you doing? All right, Dylan. Yeah? How was your Memorial Day? You know, uneventful. Yeah? In a good way? Did yeah. you get grilling on two days in a row, I Sunday did. and Monday? Um... Yeah, I think we yeah I did I did grill both days I think yeah we did we green barbecue on Sunday and then we did bacon wrapped hot dogs on on Monday. That sounds pretty all right. It was it was fantastic. We uh, our twice a week recording schedule means it's been about as long as possible for us to have opinions on Mike Trout and or Bryce Harper. Do you have anything, Matt? Okay, I got I got thoughts on on the, on the Bryce Harper thing. Sure, I realize we're late, but we need to at least get something oh, in here. We're, we're totally late, but yes. You know, when it comes to base brawls, I'm I, I can't say an expert. You're certainly a fan. I'm aficionado, can I say that? Yeah. Enthu- sure. Enthusiast. Yeah, enthusiast, certainly. Absolutely. Okay, first off, you know, we, we don't throw out, you know, steroid accusations here, but I want Hunter Strickland peeing in a cup. <laughs> that is that is your first uh, assumption here. That's what's going on. I mean, no, nobody gets like like no no one who isn't on steroids gets that angry about anything, especially from two and a half years ago. Yeah. Oh, not just that. Just like he, he, they had like four teammates carrying him off the field. Yeah. I mean that that that's really more of you know what gives me. I mean, when when you're like pushing Hunter Pence in the head like repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Just is a tantrum a fair word for it? Would you call it a tantrum? I, that's a bit more than a tantrum. That's yeah. It's time to pee in a cup. I felt like a lot of people embarrassed themselves that day. Uh, yeah. And the best part was that the person that acted the most rationally, Buster Posey, got a bunch of hate for it too, which I thought was a lot of fun. Well, he didn't do his job. Is it his job? Is that his job? It's it's kind of one of those unwritten baseball rules that catchers have to oh. be the you know the bodyguard there. You have, you have to get you know you have to get in between you know the, the the offended party and your pitcher. You have to. It's just he was kind of just like you guys are dumb. Whatever, whatever. Uh. It was pretty silly. I'm actually okay with it, but yeah. what shocked me is that Bryce Harper had to do his own dirty work. In just in what way? It just that he had to be the one that charged the mound. I mean, he didn't have like a random like hot-headed teammate who could come flying in off the bench. You're going to make the superstar <laughs> do the heavy lifting there, really? To defend him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you know, I read of Danny Espinosa, so it couldn't have been him. I'm, I'm trying to think of Jason a, Worth. Should Jason uh, Worth have no, no, his no, back? No, or is he, he too old? He's too old. Too, no, no, way too old to be a random hothead. He's over it. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of who it might be. I'm, I'm really sure. I mean, does I, Trey Turner have to prove himself? No, 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 no. He's too important. You know, he's again superstar should be doing their own heavy lifting. And yeah, this. like like Clinton Robinson, he couldn't come like sprinting in to tackle somebody. I don't know. Carry his weight. Let's see, maybe your boy Adam Lind might be too old too. No, he's too old too. And then when you get in like the actual like punches thrown, Harper looked like the MVP and Strickland looked like the putts. Yeah, the whole thing was real silly. And then it was weird for it to coincide with Mike Trout going on the DL for the first time ever, and might get into it a little bit in this episode. But that went from being an already pretty uninteresting team to even just not even. Albert Pujols is quietly weeping into his into his glove somewhere. I'm sure he's he's weeping into his piles and piles of money. He's fine, yes. and they're trying to drum up interest because he's going to hit homer number 600 soon, which fine. But 
even just on a baseball, like DFS wise and streaming wise, like there are days in here, we'll talk about it where I, you know, in Friday, this here, here's my segue. We'll segue into Friday. Okay. And it's about hitters, but Kyle Gibson starts for the twins against the angels. And I was like, great. I'm going to pick an angels hitter. I'm all about picking on Kyle Gibson. He's terrible. There isn't one. There's nobody no, I want. Actually, I picked one, so okay. I, I'm going to right. you right, right away there. All right. I looked, and I had nothing. But let, let's do our pitchers first. That was, that was almost a good segue. Let's do our pitchers on Friday for June 2nd. Matt, there's one I like, and there's some okay ones. Let's, let's cross some guys off the list first. I'm 90% sure we have the same pick for Friday. All right. Let's cross some guys off the list. You, you don't want Kyle Gibson, right? There was a time where you rolled the dice, and the Angels might be bad, but no, you cannot. Make He's that. so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> the bad has outweighed the upside. Similarly, Josh Tomlin went nine innings, one run last time out, and now he gets the Royals. Are you still staying away? I could be talk. You could twist my arm into to doing Josh. T- it's like the second half of like a, a pitcher stack. You could, you could twist. My yeah, right. It's now five seven nine, but and there's not many strikeouts. But every once in a while, there's you know a fine start there, and that's an okay matchup. Jared Eikhoff is down to 49% owned. He's come down there. He gets the Giants. Do you like that at all? No, because the Giants are way too left-handed. Yeah, he has that problem. And the reason he's so under-owned is because he's been real bad. Mm-hmm. He, the people have been dropping him. He's at 4.74 ERA. Like, he's 0-5 on the air. Not that we care about win-loss. But the Phillies had a tough month of May. It's mm-hmm. not good. My boy Patrick Corbin is going to Miami, which you would think would be a good start. But he has a 9.0 ERA and an OPS allowed over a thousand in his last five starts. He's been getting beat up. That literally means every time he faces a batter, they get a single. <laughs> and it, at least a base, yeah. Over the last five starts, I just said how bad Chase Anderson has been too, and now he just put two straight good starts up for us. He did fine on Thursday for us. He did. So maybe this is what Patrick Corbin needs. I don't know. <laughs> I like Patrick Corbin. He's been so bad. Can't do it. Jimmy Nelson gets the Dodgers, but they're pretty okay. Not a good start for him, right? No, it, honestly, I really wish Jack Peterson was healthy for healthy for this weekend because yeah, he would be he going would, there. He would do damage in Miller Park, but yeah. sadly, he, he's one of the ten thousand hitters who are in the DL right now. I got three more names. Christian Bergman was good, and then we said we don't believe it, and then he was bad, and then we didn't go back to it, and he was good last time. Seven scoreless last time out. Now he gets the Rays. You're still not buying, right? Nope. No. Okay, me either. But I want to tip slightly tip my hat for his seven scoreless last time. I'm still out. No way. I think you're taking JC Ramirez getting the twins. No. No? They're I like that okay. He's up to forty four percent on we might lose JC Ramirez. He's been good these you know, the last month or so. But the twins aren't that bad. No JC Ramirez for you? No, the twins are are, are are sneaky good on offense. No, no, thank you. Yeah, eighth versus right-handed pitching. They're not great, but they're good enough. They're not. If you want to go JC Ramirez, you're not crazy, but it's not as good of a matchup as you think. It's not. No, Matt, I'm all about German Marquez going to San Diego. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah, German Marquez has a. It's only four starts at home, but the ERA is up above five, and then his ERA is 106 and three road starts. Those are small, little, tiny, you know, sample sizes. But the Padres are terrible against right-handed pitching. 28th out of 30. They're not scary. It's in no. San Diego. The stat for me, Matt, German Marquez allowed eight runs in his debut. And then ever since, 2.21 ERA in his last six starts. If you wow. take out that clunker in his debut, he's been pretty good. And that's with a five-earned run start 
in there. Okay, so here's the seven starts by earned runs going backwards. Two, one, one, zero, five, zero, eight. So I, I know we're handpicking stats here, and you can't really do that. you got to take the good with the bad, as our spreadsheet will show. But he's been pretty good most times out. So, yeah. Is this a pick for German Marquez, or are you just picking on San Diego? Both. Yeah, I kind of like German Marquez, especially away from Colorado. So, yeah, that's a full endorsement for me. Uh, is there anybody else on Friday you liked at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's there, there really wasn't. I think you can do. Oh, I forgot. I had another one. Uh, Mike Fulton yeah, goes just, to just Cincinnati. Say, I, I was. Just, he was like the, close, okay. the closest thing I had to like a second place finisher. But no, it's the Cincinnati can hit. The, the, the clubhouse leader is clearly German Marquez going to San Diego. German Marquez is good. I think you're okay doing JC Ramirez if you want to. I don't like it as much, but it is an option. You could build like a like an insane bad pitcher stack going with like Clayton Richard and Josh Tomlin. Oh boy, I don't want I don't want that. You could. It might be fun. I don't want it. There's no strikeouts in that at all. But you not could. very many. Oh, uh, Richard has been not really. All right, Matt. On the hitter side, somewhere in here you picked against Kyle Gibson. But oh, tell yeah. me about your hitters on Friday. Okay, first my C pick. I've got. Uh, I'm gonna pick on Ty Block. Or is it Ty Blotch? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe it's Ty Block. I'm assuming it's Ty Block. You can call him the Blotch. Sure. <laughs> So um, the Phillies get a lefty in tie block, so just circle the names we like on the Phillies. Yeah, and just about any right-hander you can toss out there. I'm going to roll Tommy Joseph out there at 21%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last year, he, he did all kinds of damage against lefties. It's carried over a bit to this season, but Ty Blotch is, is just so incredibly mediocre. I, I, I can't see, you know, I, I, I struggle to see how even Tommy Joseph could manage to screw this up. Yep, I like that. I like Tommy Joseph. I like Cameron Rupp. If you can afford him, he's gotten popular. Aaron Althair can still mash a lefty. There's yeah. Phillies to pick from, for sure. There really are. Uh, and on the other side, uh, Jared Eikhoff still has his issues against lefties. Uh, I believe mm -hmm. the OPS against lefties this season is, is well over 900. You can pretty it's much pick a, you can pick a giant as well. I've got Joe yeah. Panic as my V pick at 11%, but you could roll you know, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. Yeah, if you can afford those other guys, they have a good matchup. Denard Span, I believe, is is healthy. I looked at Denard Span. He's not running, and if he's not running, I don't know what I'm getting there. I guess some runs scored. Is he like ran like the last like five years? Like really? No, not really. Yeah. But he's like really not. I don't know. There's the upside is just not there. No. But in a fifty-fifty or whatever, you can get some runs scored. You can do that. But I, I like Joe Panic is the cheap one. Not a lot of upside there either. But he should definitely grab you some hits. And then my A pick, one percent owned. I'm going to toss Ben Revere out there against Kyle Gibson. So I'm totally fine with that. I looked at it, and he's stolen, what, three bases this year? It's been a struggle for Ben to get into the it's lineup. But now that Mike, without, I, I think Mike Trout and Cam Maven are both in the DL. Oh, he's going to play. It's like Cole Calhoun and Ben Revere. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. I'm fine with it. I, I'm telling you, I looked at that, and I just he's played in like 30 games and stolen three bases or something, and I was just like, oh my god. Like, you need that at least, I don't know, he could do it. He could be fine. Maybe they're going to be like, whatever, we don't have a lineup anymore. You need to manufacture runs, and they'll run a bit more. I don't know. I'm totally fine with it. It is, I did not pick there. Uh, my D pick, F pick, my, my honorable mention, Cole Calhoun is only 48% owned. He had two homers on Thursday. If you can afford him getting Kyle Gibson, I'm all about that. It doesn't quite make sense for a contest, but... You, look like the, you know, the Scotty Pippen to Michael Jordan? 
Like whenever whenever Michael would be out, Scotty would always like go out for fifty and the Bulls would still lose. Maybe. Apparently. Him and Pujols are gonna try and carry that team to mediocrity. But forty eight percent owned price might be low. I like that. In the middle of my picks I wrote same guys you did. I have Joe Panic, I have Cameron Rupp, I have Tommy Joseph. I love that game. I like those matchups. And mm. there. My B pick. So check this out, Matt. Oh no. So the leader in the major leagues in home runs. Do you know? You should know, right? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge has 17. Yeah. And then in second place with 16, there are four guys. Mike Trout, rest in peace. Oh. Joey Gallo, swinging out of his shoes, batting 207, but he has all the summers. Chris Davis also has 16, Sweet. batting 219. And also in second place, one behind the judge, Scott Shebler has 16 home runs. Still, he, he, I, I don't know. He's still doing it. And he is only 57% owned in our contest. Hmm. He's... So I'm making him my B pick. That is, you know, by our standards, that is spending. But he gets Mike Fultonevich, who is decent but has trouble with lefties. So I like it as a Scott Shebler day, as the guy that is almost leading the major leagues in all runs, but nobody's talking about it, which, you know, I realize it's kind of nuts, but... Uh, I like Scott Shedler there, but my A pick, one above that, he hurt his knee, so I don't know if he's going to be in, but if he is in, I want Matt Adams at 8% getting Bronson Arroyo, and he, he got Thursday off, so we'll see if he's back in Friday, so I'm making my A pick, I want to know if he's in, and if he's not... I'm spending on Scott Shebler. See, he's he's actually my, my B pick on Saturday because I saw the knee and I thought he might take an extra day off. Yeah, yeah. I, I realize he might not play Friday, but keep an eye on Matt Adams because 8% owned is too low for a guy who's going to bat middle of the lineup and can hit 30 homers. He could also bat 180, to be clear. Like, there's a lot of downside. You're, you're not spending a big pick. You're not trading for him. But I'm interested when he gets guys like Bronson Arroyo. As long as he, like, never has to face a left-handed pitcher, he's fine. Yeah, he should be okay. We'll see. So, yeah, I like that. All right, Matt, on Saturday for pitchers, our boy Joe Biagini, still starting, still in there. Joey Last back. time out, showed some signs of life. He had a quality <laughs> start against the Rangers. Six innings, two runs, seven strikeouts. You would have taken that. Would have been okay. You would now he gets to the Yankees. No way, right? Still out? Hard pass, yeah. Especially in Skydome. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. How about on the flip side, a guy you have picked in the past, Jordan Montgomery going to Toronto, who now has Tulowitzki and Donaldson back. You trust in him? No, hard pass. No, can't do it either. No. no. Guys that we've picked in the past that are interesting, but not on Saturday, June 3rd. No way. Matt? I can't say told you so, because I was in it with you, but Joe Ross got pummeled against San Diego. 12 hits, 5 runs, and 4 innings. It was the best pick of the day, but it was an ugly day. Mm. He's now going to Oakland. Do you want any piece of Joe Ross in Oakland? I considered it. I'm not going to lie. I'm so out on Joe Ross right now. It looks so bad. I don't think he's healthy. Something's wrong. So there's upside there. He's an interesting pitcher, but I'm staying away. Mm. Miguel Gonzalez goes to Detroit. Whatever. That's that's so boring. I I can't even think of a joke. Yeah, can't do it. How about less boring? Matt Garza gets the Dodgers. Tough matchup. No way. No way. He's come back to earth a little bit. Still interesting. Still worth mentioning. But mm. that matchup. No way. Your boy Randall Delgado going to Miami. Are you in, Matt? You're still in. I know you like him. I'm thinking about it. Is this an okay enough matchup for him? I think it might be. 
It's it's not bad. He's last time out he got Pittsburgh, went five and two thirds, allowed one run, eight strikeouts, no walks. That is a green light. That is not my pick, but you are not crazy. You or you the listener, if you want Randall Delgado going to Miami, I'm fine with that. He might blow up, but I'm fine with it. Uh, how about Robert Gesellman has two straight quality starts. He gets the Pirates. Is he still dead to you? No, he's trying to suck us back in. It's not working on me yet, but I'm at least looking. They were like we're at least talking, talking about, about moving him into the bullpens recently. It's like two days ago. So no, I know. I'm out. Yeah, I I'm gonna check that box score, but I'm not gonna make that pick. Matt, I'm out of names other than my pick. Two days in a row, I'm taking a Rocky in San Diego, Tyler Chatwood. I like him more than you do, but he has a 3.06 ERA on the road this year. I like him away from Coors. I'm, I'm going to take him against the Padres. Are you? Am I crazy, or are you thinking about that, too? I'm not thinking about that at all. I'm, I'm taking Randall Delgado. That makes sense. You like Delgado more than I do. I like Chatwood more than you do. Again, 3.06 ERA on the road. It's the Padres. If I trust German Marquez, I also trust Tyler Chatwood. Hmm. So... Is there anybody else on Saturday you looked at? No. No, not really. That's you, fine. You ran it down pretty well, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. How about hitters on Saturday? Who are you looking at? Okay. I've got three guys who are all essentially the same guy at different stages of his career. Okay. I'm excited about this. Okay. Washington gets Daniel Mengden. Yes. Now, Mengden has a bit of, you know, strikeout upside. I think he, he averaged almost a strikeout per inning in, like, 14 starts last season. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit interesting. He was also awful in just about every other respect. <laughs> he's he's at least a little interesting. I'm not running out to grab him. He's but, a little interesting, yes. but he's not a good pitcher, not against this lineup. My um, C pick, at 1% mm-hmm. owned, Adam Lind. Yeah. He's probably going to be in there as the DH against Daniel Mengden. Yeah, the Nationals go to an AL park, and you're all about that. Yeah. So what percent owned? One percent? Nobody has Adam Lind. You know, it, yes. I'm fine with that. Every time you ask me, you know, what percent is he, I always want to respond mm-hmm. like Randy Savage. Because there there was an interview where he get where he claimed he was a million percent. That is better than a hundred percent mean gene. I and every time I hear it I think of that and I always want to respond that way, but I don't. I stop myself. Now that you've explained it, it'll make much more sense. So yeah. yeah. No. All right. I, I like Adam Lind there. That's fine. So that's Adam Lind is the late stage career guy. Is that what yes. we're talking about? Okay. Yes. I already told you my B pick is Matt Adams against Scott Feldman. You think that he's more in the middle of his career? Uh, I'm. I, in this case, I think he's more of the early stage, but I could be. I. I he's only like 26, right? Uh, is that true? I don't think that's true. How old I, do you think my guess, I'm looking it up right now. My guess is that he is 30. And I'm going to check right now he's and see how smart I am. I know for sure. He's 28. We split the difference. He's 28. Okay. We were, we were so... both right. Younger than I thought, quite literally. And. Adams versus Feldman against, you know, lefty and righty in favor of Adams. Adams has been, he's like a competent hitter against righties, but he, he's just so bad against lefties that it kind of drags him down. Now he has an opportunity. He's getting a play. He's playing first base. He's going to be fine. And my A pick, Tyler Glass now is, is pitching against Robert Kuzelman. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Lucas Duda. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's we flipped the calendar. We're now in June, and we are free to pick Lucas Tuda and a lot of our old favorites again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. Because Glass now should be better than he's been, but he's not. No, so. and he, he's especially bad against lefties. Four of the seven homers that he's allowed to come against left-handed hitters, he's actually 13-13 to 13 for, for walks, which is kind of odd. But oh. he's given up a lot more hits. He had 12 yeah. doubles. Yikes. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, 1.028 OPS against lefties this season. That's not good. Yeah, That's, I'm fine uh, with you, it. You, you're giving a lefty first base every time he, he every time they step into the box, essentially. So I'm into that. Okay, so I had my CD pick or whatever. I want some Rays against Sam Gavilio. I don't really care who. I'm writing down Colby Rasmus at 2% and Kevin Kiermeyer at 19%, but I don't trust Sam Gavilio. The Mariners' bullpen isn't that good. The Rays are getting out of Tampa Bay, and they're showing a bunch of power. I'm fine with that. I say go there. My B pick, this is one of my favorite guys to pick this year, even though he hasn't paid off yet, but Josh Reddick is under-owned at 21%. He needs to be used more. And he gets Andrew Kashner. And we're fine with picking against Andrew Kashner. Fine with picking against the Rangers' bullpen. And he'll bat near the top of the lineup. So at 21%, I want Andrew Kashner. And then Matt, partly because I'm mad I had to pick him. I'm picking against Joe Ross with a lefty because wow. I still think he's not right and there's places to go there. And the Nationals bullpen something special. Our old friend Matt Joyce, 1% owned, and showed some signs of life in May. Talk about a guy that only really hits righties. But at 1% owned, I think that's a big weakness there with Joe Ross. I want Matt Joyce in Oakland. Right. So it would be better if it was on the road, but I, this is me picking against Joe Ross with a lefty. With, with specifically a lefty who hits righties. So that's the matchup there. I like that. He'll be cheap. So mm. that'll be good. Okay. All right, Matt, on to Sunday. Sunday was a little bit tougher, but there's right. some guys. Your boy Daniel Norris gets your boys the White Sox. Do you like that at all? I do not. He's been bad. He's been not, not that good. Not just that. The White Sox hit lefties. We talked about this. Yeah. I had a tweet the other day. Our pal on Twitter, Ronald Coley, at Mirage 5, liked me talking about Merrifield. Merrifield got to beat up your Norris. He went he went deep, and I, I got to be happy about that on Twitter. I'm not rubbing it in your face on the show for fun. It's because you're still not on Twitter, so I just have to make sure that you know and tell you. This is how. Get back Until you get your password straightened out. Are you just this lazy to get Twitter straightened out again? I'm going to call it 50% lazy, 50% insanely busy. Yes, I understand. I understand. It's, it's like always second on the list. You know, it's like, okay, do I do reports for work or do I get on the Twitter machine? Okay, do I do a blog yeah. post or do I get on the Twitter machine? So You've been productive instead. Well, I'm letting you know when people tell me about my do good picks. Do I fix picks. the toilet or do I get on the Twitter machine? Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, Daniel Norris, we're out. No deal. Tyler Pill is starting for the Mets against the Pirates. He made his, I believe, his major league debut and looked okay, or at least his first start. Went five and a third, one run against the Brewers. He's not really a prospect. He's 27. Making your debut at 27 is not a good sign. Yeah. I'm not in on Tyler Pill at all, are you? No. No. That's neat. He's a new guy. He's getting an opportunity. I'm not rushing out to get him at all. Matt, talk about Phillies having a hard time. Jeremy Hellickson is down to 49% owned. He's now, you know, he started okay, and that's come way down. He gets the Giants. He has 24 strikeouts in 16 two-thirds innings, which is alarmingly low. I know he was never a big strikeout guy, but that is... Ugh, I You're not going near that, right? No, I am not. Me either. I've got to pick out that I'm, I'm much more excited for than, than Jeremy Hellboy. Yeah, so I'm out, out on Hellboy. Sorry, Phillies are having a tough May. Your boy Zach Davies gets the Dodgers. He's not been good. The Dodgers can hit. No way, right? No way. Dylan's June also. Yeah, it's true. Pardon me. 
And then how about Eric Skoglin getting the Indians? He had a good debut, good against the Tigers. Do you like Eric Skoglin at all? Not in particular, no. He's actually a little bit of a prospect, not a not a top one or anything. No. He is he is a guy. He's twenty four, a little more encouraging than Tyler Pills twenty seven. He also had an ERA of five five six in seven games at Triple A this year. So you shouldn't scout the minor league stat line, but you also shouldn't rush out to grab guys that were not getting it done at Triple A. They weren't even like halfway getting it done at Triple A. So I'm staying away from that matchup there. Triple A in City's Omaha, correct? Yeah. Is it PCL? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, I understand, but he, the rest of his numbers weren't great either. I'm just, I'm wait if like if he like gets it together, like I'll believe it. But I'm just not rushing out to get this guy. Definitely not to trust him. Trying to get this guy, no. I have two names left on my list. One is Erasmo the Eraser Ramirez going back to his old team in Seattle I know after they sent him okay. to Tampa Bay. I took him last time and he got beat up by the Rangers. <laughs> and then the next day, Matt Andresi had to leave hurt. You sent me a message saying I need to stop picking race starters. You really just... do, because you're making them bad and hurt. Well, I am not taking Erasmo in Seattle, but it's at least worth mentioning, right? <laughs> His family's going to be able to eat, eat this week. Good. Yeah, they can uh, They can hit righties okay, even though the Mariners are a little bit banged up. But I, I like him, but I'm not doing that. Matt, I'm going to make it three for three. I'm taking another Rocky in San Diego. I'm just, I'm on the Rockies there, and all their whole rotation is under-owned. Tyler Anderson was not good last time, but the Padres are last in baseball against lefties. They're even worse against lefties than they are against righties. I'm in. I'm doing it. So, yeah, I want Tyler Anderson on the road, who's been a little bit better. Had a bad start last time, but was showing signs of life before that. Am I crazy to take Tyler Anderson there? No, actually, I think of the three, I like this the best, but I've got a different guy I'm going with. Okay, so not Erasmo, not Tyler Anderson. I'm looking up and down this this schedule, and I'm not sure who you have. Matt, who are you picking? I'm going to roll Ariel Miranda against the Rays. Okay, okay, I can see that. Ariel Miranda doesn't have a ton of upside. I disagree with you there, my friend. I think he's been... I, I mean, I don't necessarily mean in this matchup. I think the matchup's fine. I think as a pitcher, there's not a bunch of upside, but that makes him a pretty okay spot starter. I disagree with you again, my friend. Okay. Well, obviously, you're picking him. He's a 4-1-7 ERA, a 1-2-7 whip. He is left-handed. Uh, Matt, what do you like about Ariel Miranda? Okay, first, he doesn't really have much, much of a platoon split. Uh, 634 mm-hmm. OPS against lefties, 731 OPS against righties. Okay, nine of his ten home runs have come against righties, but who are we really worried about from the right-handed side in, in, in the D-Rays lineup? Evan Longoria, I guess. I don't know what's going on with that Rays lineup. It's been weird. It, it's a weird lineup. But yeah. the set that I'm really looking at is how is Miranda's home road splits. He is at home for mm-hmm. the start. This season at home, two three six ERA in four starts, 26 and a two-thirds innings, only two home runs allowed, only five walks allowed, 24 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Getting it done in, in safe cow. Yes, he is. I can see that. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. Uh, I think that it's kind of in line with what I was saying, that he's a really good spot starter, and that when the matchup is right, like when he gets the raise and he's at home, I'm in. But he's not a guy you're going to run out and like pick up off the waiver wire, really. No, probably but, not. Yeah, I, I'm totally fine with this matchup. I think this is a good call. It's not my pick. I want the guy facing the Padres against the lefty. But yeah. I'm totally fine with Ariel Miranda, for sure. Okay, Matt, how about hitters? Who are you thinking on Sunday? Okay, my C pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my C pick as my weird my weird pick. Cool. I'm into it. 
the White Sox are rolling a left-handed guy by the name of David Holmberg out there against the Tigers. Yes. Can you tell me anything about David Holmberg? Actually, I can. Uh, there's a reason this, this name should be familiar to White Sox fans, because David Holmberg was part of the trade that brought Edwin Jackson to the south side. Oh, boy. When he was like a 19 That feels like forever ago. Correct. And how old do you think David Holmberg is if he was traded for Edwin Jackson like six years ago? And he's now kind of just now-ish hitting the major leagues. No, no. Okay, uh, is he twenty-seven? Uh, he's he's, only, he's twenty-five, but he spent two seasons in Cincinnati, in which he was actually a part of their rotation. Okay, you know what? That sounds familiar. Hmm. You know what? I do remember. I was like, very unremarkable name that I remember a little bit. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure we made fun of him. Probably. We would do that. Either That's something we would do. He's an exceptionally mediocre lefty. Right. You say in their rotation, he, over 2014-2015, together made 11 starts. Oh, so. that was, it, felt, it felt like a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So, and he's been okay for the White Sox this year, just mostly out of the bullpen. Yeah, okay. Whatever. He's yeah. awful. He, he's not a good pitcher. Anyways, so he's, he's come back home to the south side, because, you know, Kenny Williams always gets his man back. Just, just wait till we have like a 35-year-old Gio, Gio Gonzalez in the rotation in two years. That'll be great. Yeah, no, it won't. Anyways, David, Holm, <laughs> David Holmberg gets, gets the Tigers, and I've, I've got a right-handed bat that no one has ever heard of. Okay. Who do you got? They've got a guy in the roster named John Hicks. I've at least heard it. Was he a twin? I believe he was a twin. You don't have to look that up. That's my I guess. I think you're thinking of Aaron Hicks, maybe? Uh, that's entirely possible. Yeah been so thrown off by trying to remember Holmberg that I have to remember where John Hicks came from. Uh, John Hicks is a Tiger, and he was a Mariner before that. So, no, I'm not even close. There you go. No, yeah. Anyways, John Hicks hits from the right side. Yes. And just so you know what the Tigers think of John Hicks, he wears number 55. Perfect. That's exactly what you want. Okay, and I believe... He qualifies as a catcher in, in in some DFS formats. He's got that first. He's got first base catcher eligibility, I believe. Which is interesting. Yeah. He's at zero percent owned. Nobody's ever heard of this guy, but he's right-handed, and they've actually been rolling him out there a bit against lefties. Believe it or not, he's already right. he's super tiny sample size, but he's done damage against lefties. He hasn't embarrassed himself. So you've got a triple A pitcher versus a triple A hitter. It's it's a name nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, which we've said is helpful in DFS. It and is. the point here is that if you get him and he runs into one or has some points, nobody else gets those points. That's all profit for you. Correct. So, so it's it's Sunday. It's probably going to be get getaway day. I could see John Hicks sneaking into the lineup, and I could see him doing something against David Holmberg. Yep. And if you can get him at the catcher position, who else are you going to use there on getaway day? It's going to be fine. I, I approve of this pick as your C pick. It is worth bringing up. It's a totally random suggestion. It would not shock me if it falls flat on the set. It wouldn't shock me if, if he even made the lineup because he's essentially the 25th man on the roster. But either way. Yeah, check that lineup. Check the lineup on Sunday. That's good. The Twins actually, in a rare twist of fate, they actually get to face Ricky Nolasco as opposed to having him pitch for them. Oh, boy. But they're excited about that and, to be on the other end of it. Yeah, to be <laughs> And with Ricky Nolasco, you kind of, you know, he's got, I think, a, a 900 OPS against righties and an 800 OPS against lefties. So that, that means I'm rolling a switch hitter out there against him. Okay. Uh, Robbie Grossman at 2%. All right. Back on Robbie Grossman. Always. Now and forever. My guy. Okay. I feel like you just had him the other day. Yeah. You had him on May 31st. So you're very quickly getting back on the Grossman train. He's my B pick. So I'm fine with that. And how owned is he? 2%. Two percent. 
2%. Good. I'm glad that's back already. All right. Thanks. So him against Nolasco, why not? I have no problem with that at all. Okay. And then who's your A pick on Sunday? I'm picking against Daniel Norris. Okay. I'm okay. fine with that. Which means we need a righty. Yes. And Matt Davidson is only 7% owned. Right? We made fun of him. You made fun of him. Oh, yes. But he's stuck around and he's still kind of hitting. Hey, pump up the trade value, my, my friend. Pump up the trade value. Yeah. If he's got 15 homers, you know, but the trade deadline, he's he's going to wind up, you know, let's see, who needs offense? I don't know. Somebody will take him, maybe. He, he start calling the Giants and, and seeing who they have at AAA. Yeah, and if he got traded to the Giants, he'd become an all-star and carry him through the playoffs knowing what they do. But, yes, Matt Davidson getting Dan Norris. He's been hitting lefties this year. Yes. I, I like that matchup just fine. Me too. You're not scared of the Tigers' bullpen. It would be just fine. No. So. Matt, my picks are boring in comparison because I have Lucas Duda as my C pick. He gets Trevor Williams, who's also been bad. That's going to be just fine. And my A pick, believe it or not, is also Matt Davidson. We are both on Matt Davidson oh, together man. Sunday. Sorry. I was I was right there with you. I promise it's written down here. And then my B pick at 1% owned. I'm looking at this. He should get in there. Getting Martin Perez, Astros outfielder on Sunday. Jake Borisnik has actually been, like, hitting some homers lately, and he prefers to hit lefties. There's a good chance of an over 4 here, but he could also easily run into one, and nobody else is going to have Jake Borisnik. So I, I like him trying to get in against the lefty on Sunday against Martin Perez. Does that sound okay to you? Do I sound crazy? That's fine, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. talking to a guy who, who, who's recommending John Hicks, so... That's true. That's true. I, so. I really have no room to talk about anything ever again. I like these sneaky guys getting in there against lefties. That's that's our DFS bread and butter. Hmm. I'm into that. So yeah, so those are our picks for the weekend. Matt, you wanted to uh, tell me about your softball game. It's Thursday night, it's so Thursday, yeah, Thursday night softball night in, in the Chicagoland area. We dominated. We beat the tar out of some team. I don't. Know. It's, it's, it's a thing. Like you know, it's a corporate league, so most of the teams are named after the companies. This team is not, and I have no idea what these guys do for a living. Soft team. Pardon my train. Pardon my train. Were they something like the Thrashers? No, it was all D's players. <laughs> uh, that's really bad. Do you guys do for a living? <laughs> They're players, apparently. Apparently, uh, actually, no, they were not. And they spent like the entire game complaining, you know, complaining with the other, especially their their pitcher about the strike zone. Yes, and which is the stupid in softball is especially stupid because there's a massive black mat you have to hit, and when you don't hit it, it's not a strike. And he, he, like, failed to come to grips with this. Felt he was getting squeezed. By somebody somewhere, yes. And the complaining was constant. Yeah, that sounds obnoxious. The, these guys were a little bit... They, they were the rare combination of complaining and bad, because they were not, not very good. Well, congratulations on your win, then. It was yeah, it was, it was, it was a team team win. Or, you know, I Honestly, I had two at-bats. I saw a total of eight pitches, and I think... Uh, the only highlight for me was getting thrown out at home plate for the third out of the inning. Did you you didn't think about taking out the catcher? Did you have the opportunity? I didn't think the throw would be accurate enough. Oh, really? You got surprised? I, I kind of did, and I came in with a bruise from the tag, although I believe I gave as good as I got. Where's your teammate to tell you to get down? Did you have somebody in front of you waving you I down or something? I was wearing shorts, and there was no way I was sliding. So, <laughs> also, I'm, That's very fair. I'm an old man, and if I slide, I would probably just, like, turn into... I would, I would just, like, you know, explode in a cloud of dust. It's harder than you think, for sure. For sure. So, and not only... Like, so, like, one of my teammates, like, I'm for not sliding, I'm just like, dude, no, no way. Yeah, no way. Not in shorts. Not going to happen. We're up by like six runs. Chill out. That's funny. Uh, well, yeah. Congrats on your win. 
Matt, you got anything else before we uh, I, get out of here? I can't believe you didn't bring up Hawk Harrelson. Ah, uh, yeah, he announced his eventual retirement, yes. right? Yes. After next year. <laughs> Do you think it's his choice? <sighs> yeah. Because he's only doing road games, right? Well, correct, but... For 2018, he's only going to do a very limited slate of Sunday home games. So it's like just slowly whimpering, fading out, right? Pretty much. Vince Scully wouldn't do this. Do they, I mean, do they do the equivalent of retiring his number? There's going to be a Hawk Harrelson day, right? Oh, there's got to be. My guess is that he gets like an image in the outfield wall. I don't think. Certainly. I don't know what number you would give him. I mean, they might give him, like, number 60 because it'd be his retiring the 60th year in baseball. Oh, boy. I'm still sad you didn't go get one of those alarm clocks. would have been all about that. Well, there's an Eric Thames t-shirt day next next week in Milwaukee I might go to. It's almost as good, but, man, I, that that Hawk Carrollson alarm clock was up there. You probably get one on eBay. We, we haven't had many Hawk takes lately, but you're watching less White Sox and there's just less of him, so... Yeah, he doesn't really call that many games, and... When yeah. he does, it's just it's it's like nothing like remotely special about it. So yeah, that makes sense. All right, well yeah, that should about do it for us. Matt will be back on Twitter at matt d underscore dfs. He'll find time. He'll be back. He'll make his long-awaited return. Not there'll be weekend. trumpets. There'll be a parade. It'll be good. Matt'll be back. You can tweet at him, and he will dig through his old notifications. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS. I'm still there. I'm still active. I run TweetDeck. I reply. I'm reachable. We both like to hear from you, though. It's one of the best parts of doing the show, for sure. And sometimes people are just like, hey, here's this thing that reminds me of your show. And sometimes people are like, hey, who do I pick today or whatever. And all that's good. We, we just like interacting with you. We obviously like talking about fantasy baseball, so you can tweet at us about that. Or wrestling, in Matt's case, for sure. Yeah, anything else, Matt, before we run? Uh, no. I think I think we, right. we I think we ran it down pretty well. Well, that should do it for us. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com/fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.